0: Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection. I'm with us today. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show. Understanding connections has always been important and intriguing to me. Connections Radio Show aims to spend time talking about our connection to ourselves, our community, and the world around us, and I believe art can give us special access to discovering And creating connections that bring insights, feelings, things that inform, things that surprise, delight, sometimes disrupt, and sometimes resonate at a level that taps into sometimes our unspoken knowingness. And I love to have good conversations about art on our radio show. And as a sponsor of the St. Paul Art Crawl, I look forward to having conversations with participating artists. Uh, We'll be having artists on our show today, and each artist will be telling about the art that they do, uh, the events that are taking place around them on the Art Crawl. Uh, and I want to get you to put it on your calendar. October, oh, excuse me, April. What What month are we at? Oh, it's a little cold, so I can see why I would say October. But it's April, April 27th, 28, 29. It's next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we've got two hours of the radio show this week. Um, so we're really excited because of the snow last week. Uh, we did have a show that was supposed to be last week get switched to today. So we'll have two hours right in a row. So we've got four artists, uh, and an artist that represents both her own art as well as the St. Saint Paul Saints joining us today. I'm going to start with Rachel. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. We're glad you're here. Rachel Wacker. And you do uh, uh, painting?
1: Yes, I do painting and drawing for my own art, and I'm also a community art organizer, so I design art events um, with painters, musicians, artists, and dancers, and I work for the St. Saint Paul Saints as a Community Art Program
0: Director. Terrific. We also have Guillermo Guardia.
2: Guillermo Guardia. Guardia. Mm-hmm. Like the airport? Uh,
0: next time, next time, I will make sure I pronounce it correctly in the next segment, Guardia. Guardia, yes. Yes, we go. Guillermo Guardia, who does ceramics uh-huh. with a little bit of a political twist.
2: Yeah, I do a sculpture in ceramics. Um, most of them are They have a meaning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them can be political, social, personal statements, Mm -hmm. Uh, human figures, animals, cartoonish, I mean, anything.
0: And we'll be talking a little bit more uh, Mm -hmm. about Guillermo's art in just a moment. I'm going to introduce the rest of our guests. We have John McClune. Mm -hmm. Welcome, John. Hi. You do very cool woodworking. Thank you. Tables and chairs and all kinds of design, and I'm looking forward to us talking about your art as well. And we have Barbara Evans. Welcome, Barbara. Hi. And you do painting, but you do painting with really interesting mediums. I like to use
3: a mylar that's called duralar. It's, uh, it's not supposed to yellow, whereas mylar might
0: in, over time. I had fun going to your studio and and seeing art in action and um, new ways of looking at painting. So I'm looking forward to our discussion as well. Thank you. But let's start with (laughs) Guillermo. Guillermo, I love your uh, nasty llamas.
2: (laughs) The angry llamas. The
0: angry. Well, they're kind of nasty too. Angry llamas. (laughs) Tell me about your angry llamas. Tell our, our audience about the angry llamas.
2: Well, I have to start that I am from Peru. And I moved to North Dakota in 2002 to go to college. And I stayed there until last year. But uh, in my first year of college, I went to visit my my friend Jesse's farm in the west part of the state. And her dad has sheep. Like, I think he has like a 100 sheep or so. And in the middle of the sheep, he has a llama. And he told us that sometimes llamas are better than dogs to protect the sheep against coyotes because llamas, uh, they see a coyote away, uh, far away and they chase them <laughs> and they kick them and I heard that sometimes they kill the coyote. Oh, yeah. So the llamas... Uh, a- and they
0: also spit. yeah they them. spit. They're, they're nasty mm-hmm. spitters. Beauti- <laughs> Humiliate as well <laughs> as Be- intimidate.
2: Beautiful <laughs> animals uh, but they have some personality. They're kind of, they're kind of feisty. Um, so that was about 2003, I think. And... Um, Eventually, it kind of hit me that, you know, somebody brought, brought llamas to the States. They are not native from uh, uh, North America. Um, so that reminded me that I came to the States also for a purpose. So in my artwork, uh, llamas are a symbol of immigration. Uh, they're immigrants, like myself. Um, so I started making llamas uh, with that uh, meaning. I made, I made uh, uh, for an installation in 2011 I made 100 llamas all by hand uh different colors uh just to represent diversity uh different ethnicities coming to the state to you know to to find an opportunity.
0: And you do also um dishes as well you have uh, art that Yeah functional, ceramics. functional art.
2: Mm-hmm. thank uh, I it, it just new for me I started making serious uh functional ceramics last Maybe a year and a half ago, in, in, when I w- I was still in North Dakota, and I do um, the shape of most of the the pots they are they kind of resemble some Japanese uh, d- uh, forms like the tea bowl, the Japanese tea bowl, and and that's not a random choice. Uh, I am from Peru, but um, uh, well, my uh, my grandpa on my mom's side. Uh, was Japanese. Ah. So he migrated to Peru when he was five years old. I never met my grandpa, but I still have that connection. Um, I, I don't look, you know, I don't look Japanese. I am a mix. Uh, mm-hmm. But those functional ceramics are kind of representing both of my heritage, the Japanese and Peruvian. And on the surface of the, the pots, I paint Peruvian pre columbian designs just to make the connection of both mm-hmm. heritage.
0: And the meaning for you, because I know that you ask the question why mm-hmm. as yes. you do your art. And is there a question why that you have even with your functional art?
2: Well, um, I wouldn't make uh, functional ceramics if I don't enjoy it mm-hmm. or find a, a meaning or something to say about it. So when I make those pots, even though it's not a physical representation of myself, it's, uh, it's a representation of where I come from mm-hmm. or what, who I am. You know I'm Peruvian but I am part Japanese and part Peruvian and part Peruvian is Spanish, native, um in a mix of great. So
0: do you have fusion dishes that you uh you like to prepare and then use your dishes to to have your meals in that makes well, it even more special?
2: So far, uh, I you know kind of ironic. I, I don't use the pots I make. Oh is uh I haven't had enough of them to use for myself. Mm-hmm. Like to paint uh a bowl or a cup, it takes me about an hour. Mm-hmm. It's not just to make it in the on the wheel. Mm-hmm. It takes it takes some time to make one. And uh and then I uh I don't have too many though. I don't have too many.
0: You also have done a series of dogs. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your political statements that you're making with your, your dog figurines.
2: Uh well, I have to go back to uh, my, my parents, and, and we never had dogs in the house. Then my brother moved to Spain, and then I, I, I moved to uh, the States, and maybe two or three years later, my mom, my sister convinced my mom to, to get a dog, and it was a Yorkie. <laughs> uh, little dog yes. and that dog has so much personality a lot of attitudes yes.
0: Yorkies have attitudes yes.
2: and <laughs> uh, his name was Tenchi <laughs> uh, and uh so and then uh, Tenchi lived for about 10 years and he died maybe 5 years ago and I started making figures of dogs like maybe uh, real size dogs and they look like Tenchi but they, are, uh, they, are, they have uh, one of their legs up, and they are, you know, peeing. And
0: <laughs> so, so you've done sculptures of dogs relieving themselves. <laughs> yes,
2: yes. I know it's kind of funny, uh, but I wanted to say something with it. Uh-huh. So because I am from Peru, the first thing I thought, okay, you know, when you train your dog in your house, when uh, they have to go, you put newspapers so they don't make a mess in your house. So I printed uh, news from Peru when I was growing up um, from the 80s and 90s of mostly uh, politicians, the presidents, that they were, let's say, corrupted the less. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I printed those images, and I make my dogs (laughs) peeing on those dogs. (laughs) And then um, uh, the news I mean, a year ago or two years ago, after the, you know, the Sandy Hook Mm Shooting.
0: The Sandy Hook was very tragic.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, and I thought, I mean, I can make something up. I can say something about it. I made a dog peeing, and I made in clay a replica of the AR-15. So my dog peeing on the AR-15. You know.
0: What I love about the Art Crawl Mm -hmm. is having a chance to talk with artists like you as I go into the various places Mm -hmm. and have stories be told to me like this. Mm -hmm. Um, There are so many wonderful artists that are going to be participating. There are 350 artists that will be part of the Art Crawl. And our show today, we're trying to encourage people to be thinking about not only going, but thinking about what questions may you ask when you go in uh, and talk to artists? What things strike you? when you're looking at their art. I mean, I I gravitated to the little angry llamas mm-hmm. and you also have like these little crazy cupids and deviled little dolls <laughs> that have an odd sense of humor. It's very sardonic. It's, it's a little dark. Um, but that's the playful fun of being able to go to the art crawl and be able to go from artist to artist and see what they're doing and how they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that folks know it's April 27th, 28th, and 29th. It, it, we also have... Um, free passes that are going to be on the metro. So just go to the uh, metro uh, bus and they'll have the the coupons on there for you to download and you'll be able to ride free during the weekend. Um, And to learn more about the whole art crawl, you can go to Saint. Paulartcrawl.org. In it you'll have all of the 350 artists. You'll also have the over 34 locations that you can go. It's really all over Saint Paul. Um, that's what you know, some people think it, well, it's in the lower town area. It started in the lower town area, but it's all over. So stay with us. We're gonna be talking about uh, More art in the next segments coming up, and I'll introduce you to some more artists and cool things that you can see and cool things that you can do. We'll be right back after a few short
4: announcements.
5: Hello, AM950 listeners. I am Tabitha Montgomery, Executive Director at Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association, where we believe in connecting, informing, inspiring, and advocating for community. One of the ways that we are doing that is with our first annual Powderhorn Shark Tank small business and big ideas competition for local makers, hustlers, and entrepreneurs throughout Minneapolis. Don't miss your chance to submit your application online at ppna.org backslash Powderhorn Shark Tank. Again, that's ppna.org backslash Powderhorn Shark Tank. Applications will close at 12 a.m. on March 11th. Don't miss your chance. And be sure to mark your calendars for the actual Powderhorn Shark Tank event on Saturday, May 19th from 2.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Powderhorn Park Recreation Center. See you there. Now through September 1st at the Museum of Russian Art is an exhibition of Minneapolis-based painter Leon Husha The Art of Leon Husha Balancing Act showcases more than 50 pieces from 29 different collectors in the largest show ever of his bold and colorful work. A hometown favorite, the energy of Leon's playful art spans sculptures, paintings and non-traditional media. See for yourself today and bring home a signed print or exhibition catalog from the museum store. For details, visit tmora.org.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shambot from Shambot Family Dentistry, where the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. We always offer a free exam and x-rays for new patients, because we believe you shouldn't have to pay to find out what's wrong with your teeth. Call today. We're open early and late and Saturdays to fit your schedule. As my daughter Rachel says,
5: If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth, because they're the only ones you get. Call one 800 fix or visit fixmyteeth.us.
4: We all have the ability to touch the lives of those around us. Moms, dads, neighbors, teachers, friends. These are the people who are always there to listen when we need to talk. Though their actions may not always be monumental, they are always felt. To someone going through a difficult time, a text, a call, or a visit can mean so much. Reach out to the veterans in your life today. Let them know they're not alone. One simple act can make all the difference. That's the power of one. If you're a veteran in crisis or no one who is, visit VeteransCrisisLine.net for free, 24-7 confidential support. Or call one 800 and press 1.
0: Yeah, we're going crazy here. Let's go crazy. We're honoring Prince as well as the St. Paul Art Crawl. Uh, welcome back. We're on Connections Radio Show. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and we have some wonderful artists that are going to be sharing about the art crawl that takes place April 27th, 28th, and 29th, which is next week. I have Rachel Walker, who is both a painter as well as uh, a supporter of the arts through the St. Saint Paul Saints. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you.
1: Yes, I, I live and work in Lowertown. I'm an artist and community organizer, and I'm also the director of the St. Saint Paul Saints art
0: program. And we're so appreciative of all the work that you do. Thank you. John, John McClune, who does cool woodwork.
6: Yeah, um, mostly uh, furniture. Uh, but I do dive into relief carvings, and uh, I've just recently started into sculpture. And uh, I'm in the Midway Triangle building. So.
0: Terrific. We also have our friend Barbara Evans, who we're going to be talking more today about. In this segment, we'll be talking about her cool painting. Hello, Barbara.
3: Hi, I'm from the ACVR building. I forgot to plug that earlier. There are about 15 artists, I think, over there and a free parking lot. So um, please do come over. We're some, we'd love to see you.
0: I really enjoyed going over to your studio this week. It was a lot of fun to see um, your process, and I'm looking forward to talking to you about that process. Thank you. Guillermo. Hi, Lori. Guillermo. <laughs> Guardia. Very
2: good. <laughs> muy bien,
0: muy bien. <laughs> Muchas gracias. You're very patient. Thank you. Like like the guardia, like the guardia. Yeah, la, guardia. La,
2: la guardia without the la. There we mm-hmm. go.
0: So you are with the Schmidt. Tell me a little bit about, we just had a chance to talk about your cool um, llamas and babies and mm-hmm. and functional um, plates and dishes and all those wonderful things that mm-hmm. have political, social, and personal meaning.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but tell me some things that are happening at the
2: Schmidt. Well, um, I am showing at the Schmidt Artist Loft on uh, 900 West 7th. Um, we are, uh, I think we are going to be like 50 artists showing in the whole building. Some of the residents will be opening their lofts uh, and I'll be in the clay studio. Uh, we will be, there will be events during the day. Um, so just yeah, come over the weekend. Uh, we will have some uh in the clay studio, Saturday and Sunday, we're having uh, demos two and four in the afternoon. So, if you want to come to the Schmidt, just try to make it during those hours so we can show you to make some little animals or uh, oh, vessels, pots.
0: I think I'll come. Yeah. I, I will come and make a little animal. Yeah. I think I need to make a little. Now, is this good for the whole family then?
2: Yes, yes, yes. Um, the whole building is, the architecture of the building is beautiful, so you can spend just An hour or two, just walking around and looking. And it's the
0: old brewery. It's like going into an old castle. Yes,
2: and that's uh, actually that was one reason I moved to to the cities, uh, because I live there, and then I also work in the studio, so uh, I have access to the facilities twenty four seven, no snow days. (laughs) <laughs> I just walk to the basement every day and work every day.
0: And you're surrounded by artists as yes. well. So yes, very, very
2: stimulating. Good community. yeah, yes, love it. <laughs>
0: well, Barbara, you were given a pitch a little early about the ACVR. You also like being around artists through your, your work there. I
3: like the feeling of it. I We don't mingle a lot at the building, but just walking in there feels good. And, um I'll meet some more at the art crawl now, because all the doors will be open and we can kind of see each other more. Of each it is
0: other. a cool space. There is an yeah. openness, and it, it's very inviting for art. Mm-hmm. I don't want to
3: focus on the f- fourth floor completely, which is where I am, but there—that's probably where most of the artist is, and it's also the most open space.
0: Mm-hmm. I was intrigued when I came to your studio and saw that you were painting on. Uh, plastic bags. Tell me about that.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I actually, I got into plastic bags for a couple of reasons. One was um, to, to see if I could experiment with what I was doing before I actually painted, because I tend to we work a painting until I just about kill it and then I have to bring it back again.
0: I've seen your iterations. It's amazing how the the artwork can completely change. Your painting changes from one to the next to the next.
3: Right. Some of them have like five or six total different images before I'm done. So this was a way to try to go a little faster and end up with a product sooner. But then I got tied into the work, into the medium itself. And it's just beautiful. Plastic bags carry light in a totally unique way. They have some of their own writing on them sometimes. which inc- I like the clear plastic bags best, my, my preferences. <laughs> but um, then you can layer them, and you can see what happens. And that's one of the things I like to do, is see what happens. Which, um, But anyway, so then I went into um, bigger and bigger pieces, and I started using the Mylar, which is even... Smoother. It's a whole different process, really. So I've put some together, plastic bags and mylar, and some just mylar, and some just plastic bags. And
0: you do them in rows. I was almost like seeing three shower curtains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to
3: try to keep them from looking like curtains. I don't they, want them. But they don't. Yeah, they pla- don't. Okay. They, they, I,
0: I, I only use that as a reference. Mm, it's, but the, it's so beautiful, the way that you've created design that's, um, that's whimsical. And 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 it has different dimensions as you go. Around. It's almost like a sculpture as well as a painting.
3: Thank you. Um, in fact, that's what I'm thinking about trying next: is some three D, truly three D shaped objects out of mylar. And well, one of the things about this medium is it can so many different directions. That that's one of my downfalls with art when you see all the possibilities and I can't stay with one very well. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Right now, I'm doing the layering, which is exciting to me.
0: And you also have another show in addition to doing the art crawl.
3: Um, I do have a show at the FIPS coming up, and that's in uh, June 22nd is the opening, and so it goes three weeks after that. I'm excited about that, and that's what I'm working toward with my work right now. I have seven pieces that actually hold together as a body of work, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of exciting for me because I usually have to work get about 40 pieces before I can pick out three that relate to each other mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or seven or whatever it is. Um, So anyhow, I'm excited about the Phipps show. It's an honor, and and it's a wonderful uh, space over there, so I'm pleased.
0: I also love that you came to your art later in life. This is something... I
3: did, mm -hmm. I did. I was divorced um, when I was about 42. I'm not good with dates. And uh, my life fell apart, and uh, I went and took a... I thought, what do I do? I like design, I like putting things, I like placing things. So I took a design class. And I walked in there, and the teacher said... She sat on a chair in the table and said, draw me. And I just panicked. I mean, my God, I don't know how to, I don't know how to draw. And um, by the end of that class, I had drawn a person on a chair. And it looked like a person sitting on a chair. And I was just flabbergasted.
0: What the heck? Yeah,
3: and it, it was just <laughs> wonderful. And so uh-huh. then at the end of the class, we had to put them on the wall and everybody had to see him, you know, in the whole class. I was, I've never seen anything like that in my life. And so there I am exposed.
0: And feeling very vulnerable. Sure.
3: Right. Yeah. And, and so was, But by the end of that class, I was so hooked. I just loved it. I even delayed a, vocation, a vacation to attend one of those critiques. That's what it's called at the end of the class. I didn't want to miss the critique because it turns out that is the most important part of the class. You get all this different feedback, and you get to feel... What it likes to be seen. I mean, it's to be seen. That's really a lot of what art is about. I think, is we, we show ourselves as artists.
0: And you switch gears from design to art.
3: Oh yeah, I did take a number of more design classes, which are really valuable to me because. The color and the placement on the page and form and mm-hmm. and 3 um, ds design was a blast. Uh, you'd have to solve problems that are just about impossible. Anyhow, it's fun. But as a fine artist, you get to create your own problems, and that's where it's really fun.
0: Well, we this segment just blew by. We're going to ask a couple more questions of Barbara in the next segment, um, and we'll be right back after a few short announcements. Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theatre Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts, located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theatre, go to stagestheatre.org. That's stagestheatre.org.
5: Hello, AM950 listeners. I am Tabitha Montgomery, Executive Director of Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association, taking a moment to extend a very warm invitation to our first annual Powderhorn Shark Tank competition where our stellar panel of jurors have already selected several dozen amazing ideas from local makers, hustlers, and entrepreneurs from across Minneapolis. So mark your calendars for Saturday, May 19th, between 2.30 p.m. and 6 p.m. at Powderhorn Park Recreation Center, where you can join the fun and cast your vote for your favorite ideas across our expanding, emerging, and startup categories. You can can also plan to enjoy the Shark Tank Marketplace, which will be stocked with many local businesses and also connect with a dozen or so business resources in our Speed Coaching Zone, if you're also working on your own big idea. See you on Saturday, May 19th.
4: Hi, I'm Damien Strange, Executive Director of Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association, NEMA. And I'm personally inviting you to Arter World May 18th through the 20th. View artwork of over 650 artists in every medium at more than 50 locations throughout Northeast Minneapolis, including studio buildings, art galleries, homes, storefronts, and local businesses. The Artists Open Studio Tour may include demonstrations, mini workshops, installations, and special exhibitions. Studio tours offer a great opportunity to ask questions, discuss techniques, experience art firsthand, and purchase unique artwork directly from artists. Art World gives you a unique opportunity to meet the artists who make our community so vibrant and invest in our art community by purchasing artwork that you connect with. For more information, go to NEMA.org. That's NEMA.org. Looking forward to seeing you at Art With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today will be mostly sunny with a high near 56. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 34. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 60. And Sunday night, partly cloudy with a low around 39. Monday, a high of 66 and a low of 44. One myth about solar is that it's too expensive and you need a lot of money down. truth, solar is available for little or no money down. And if you have a great site for your solar, it might even put money away on a monthly basis. So visit AllEnergySolar.com and you can start saving today.
0: music a little today here on Connections Radio Show. We're giving a little honor to Prince and we're going a little crazy and we're enjoying talking about the St. Paul Art Crawl and we're getting to know some wonderful artists. The artists that I have joining me today are Guillermo Guardia. Welcome. Well, uh, we heard from Guillermo in our first segment uh, in some of the wonderful ceramic uh, sculptures he makes and the invitation for us to come make some sculptures with him. So, uh, welcome, Guillermo. Just say hello.
2: Hi, Laurie. Hi, and, everybody. And then it's at
0: the Schmidt Brewery, as I recall?
2: Yes, 900 uh, what 7th.
0: Perfect. We also have Rachel Walker. Hi. And Rachel uh, is our representative from the St. Saint Paul Saints, as well as an artist um, who does community work. That's correct.
1: I'm an artist and community organizer based in Lowertown, and I work for the St. Saint Paul Saints as the community art program director.
0: Terrific. We have Barbara Evans, who was giving us a little bit overview of her art in the last segment. Welcome, Barbara.
3: Hi, thank you. And you're with ACVR. I'm in the ACVR building, which the address is 106 West Water Street. And you'll look, it's a six-story brick building, and um, the the big signage on the outside of the building is Osmond Kirk. So it's really confusing. There's a little tiny sign that says ACVR, and the building is called Osmond Kirk. Blah, blah. I don't remember all the names. <laughs> and um, and I want to mention again that it's a true warehouse. It's next to Harriet Island, if that helps. And it's right on the south side of the Wabasha Street Bridge. Take a right at the bottom of the bridge on Water Street. We're kind of off the map, uh, so you have to look out for us. But
0: it's well worth the trip. And so free parking. It, and it's great to explore all the different districts. And in our uh, our segment um, that we're doing right now, I've got John McClune. and. So- Hello, John. And you do some really beautiful woodwork. Tell me about the work that you do.
6: Well, thank you. Um, Well, I'm uh, what you would call a studio furniture maker. And what that means is that each piece is entirely unique. It's uh, original designs, the lumber's chosen specifically for it. Um, And so uh, what you'll see in my shop slash studio is uh, entirely original furniture.
0: And you also have an architecture background.
6: I do not. um, Not architecture. Uh, I've worked professionally as a carpenter. I actually um, started when I was 15 (laughs) years old, and uh, I am now in my late 30s, so it's been a long run. And I've dived into other areas. I've uh, made prosthetics, Um, Mm. so
0: always craftsmanship. When I first looked, what I like to do is I get to know the art uh, before our artists join us. And there are a couple pieces. If you want to go to johnmccloon.com, and that's spelled M-C-L-O-O-N-E, johnmccloon.com, you'll see his tables and uh, some of his other work that he does. There's one table that as soon as I saw it, I felt like I was um, taking a walk in the forest and that there was just this beautiful piece that was brought into the home. Tell me about why you're inspired to bring wood like this into the home.
6: Um, I'm completely confident, 100% certain that uh, having, you know, furniture that puts the grain on display in your home really warms it up Mm -hmm. um, and makes any room that much more inviting and uh, the furniture itself that much more inviting.
0: And delightfully gnarly. I mean, you you really honor what the wood is.
6: Yeah, and these are pieces of lumber that uh, most furniture makers won't touch. Um, they will often be uh, notably warped or have what um, someone who manufactures furniture would call a defect. But uh,
0: but you celebrate the defect.
6: I do, and I, they're not defects. Right. They are natural, um, and anything, that nat- you know, anything that's natural uh, is going to have a, an element of beauty that's in it. And if you're willing to spend the time uh, and effort, you can reveal that natural beauty.
0: Have you always been drawn to wood?
6: Yes. it's um, <laughs> And I can tell you exactly how it started. I grew up on this uh, farm. It was built in the late 1800s and it had a post and peg barn mm. and I would lay in the hayloft as a child and I'd look up at the greatest puzzle I'd ever seen and I could see all of the tool marks and the beams. I could see these Roman numerals near the joints. Um, and how
0: they all locked together.
6: And these prairie winds couldn't even make that barn creak. It was incredible. And they did it all without electricity, all with hand tools. And
0: fitting it just right.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And there it was, you know, 100 plus years later.
0: Well, now I know why I like your wood so much. I have a great passion for barns. Um, I just adore them. I always have. I've always wanted to be able to have a barn be a home. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It'd be able to, because they are, I, there's something so nurturing also about a barn. It mm-hmm. just, it takes care of you.
6: <laughs> I have the same idea, but I would also have a very nice wood shop inside that barn. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we talked about process uh, mm-hmm. earlier on, um, both the whys and the process. Tell me a little bit about the process that you do in creating your art.
6: Uh, well, it uh, it can go, usually it's one of two ways. Um, I'll have a concept, um, whether it be a coffee table, side table, uh, and then I work towards that. Uh, the flip side of that is that occasionally I'll come across um, a particularly gnarly, particularly warped piece of wood that uh, I can tell has beautiful grain in it, and mm-hmm. then I will let that shape uh, inform me as to what it will become.
0: So it tells you.
6: It really <laughs> does, and it's, it's, uh, it's about... Um, not trying to force anything to conform and more importantly just looking at it and seeing what it, what it nearly is already and then doing what's necessary to uh, bring that to fruition.
0: And celebrating its uniqueness I think has a power that, that art does, you know, that you're not manufacturing, this is the standard specs, this right. is finding something and finding the glory and the grain and, and you're also talking about how it's almost a living piece as well. Yeah.
6: It very much is. Um, you know, Even if you go to the lumberyard right now and pick up uh, you know, a piece of walnut, for instance, it's going to have many of the characteristics that, uh, that a living tree does. Mm-hmm. It's going it's to move. It's going to consume moisture. It's going to expel that moisture. Um, and uh, you know, that's something that I think is important. And as a, as a maker of furniture, it's absolutely something that you have to take into consideration when you uh, plan your assembly, the joinery, et mm-hmm.
0: And the environment does it the woods that you like to wander through does Mm -hmm. that impact how you see how it needs to be brought into the home
6: uh i'm not sure i understand
0: when you pick out pieces Mm -hmm. where do you pick them out the wood
6: the wood itself Mm -hmm. um well there are a couple lumber yards that are that carry very uh, high quality pieces of wood and uh if you're really nice to the guys that work there, they will they will uh, maybe point you to a corner where some of their offcuts are. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, I do have a couple sources in western Wisconsin and one in uh, southern Minnesota who uh, I will not tell anyone about. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're your underground contact exactly. for the wood. Exactly. So when you bring a piece in, do you ever do it? for someone or you just do your pieces and then you know that your piece will reach out to the person who's meant to own it
6: uh, a little bit of both uh, most of the time I will build whatever uh, I dream up or whatever I see in a piece of lumber mm-hmm. um, I do commissions on occasion uh, and, and usually that's uh, a process that that a very select person is going to be comfortable with because it's going to mean coming into the space where they want the piece mm-hmm. uh, and then them given me permission to make decisions about what it'll be mm. and that's uh, there's an element of risk there that not everyone's very comfortable <laughs> with so um, but yeah it does happen it does happen mostly it is me uh, doing one, what you might call a speculative building mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: do you have a favorite piece that you've done over the years that you resonate with that you remember as being something special that you created
6: hmm. um, that is probably the coffee table that's in my home yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah, and that is a solid walnut that was air-dried. It was all cut from the same tree. Um, and uh, for anyone listening who's not familiar with what that might translate to as a visual, um, black walnut, when it's air-dried, produces a range of hues that you don't see in kiln-dried lumber. Mm-hmm. Um, the minerals that are present in walnut aren't affected, so you will see yellows, blues, purples, uh, and all um, blending into those warm... Uh, brown tones that you're used to seeing, so and there's a lot of what's called curl and figure, so it has a, a visually it looks like ripples uh, and have an iridescent quality, but uh, to the touch it is smooth and flat oh,
0: absolutely beautiful, so you have things going on in your district and in your building. Tell us a little bit about it
6: well um we are in the uh, Raymond Avenue District. Uh, The address is 2500 University Avenue. It's so easy to get to. It's basically the intersection of Highway 280 and University Avenue. Um, Our building is gonna have all kinds of fun stuff. There's gonna be live music on Friday. There's gonna be uh, a body painter doing a demonstration. There's gonna be a live mural painting. There will be uh, so much happening. There's a brand new potter. First year, excuse me, first time he's done the art crawl. He grows crystals on his pottery before mm-hmm. it goes into the kiln. There's jewelers, there's painters, photographers, all this stuff. Um, and there's going to be a bunch of events. I think if you're curious about it, I would encourage people to go to the Midway Triangle Buildings Facebook page, and there will be all the details there.
0: Terrific. And also you can get information by going to the org, and it has all kinds of stuff. You'll be um, seeing around the Twin Cities a map, uh, that lists all the different locations, uh, for those Facebook live folks, there are 34 uh, locations on here with a great map to how to get to everywhere because it's huge. I mean, it just, it's its everywhere in St. Paul. Uh, there's the Lower Town. There's the Downtown. There's the West Side. That's the West 7th. There's Cathedral Hill, Midway, Raymond Station that we've just been talking about, South Como, and the East Side. Plus, y'all need to know that the Metro Transit does give free passes, and you can go to the stpaulartcrawl.org and uh, download those free passes. So if you just want to get on the bus and not worry about parking anywhere— or you could go to ACVR, <laughs> that <has> free parking, <laughs> all yes. great stuff. Um, so thank you, is there uh, something else that you wanna be able to share about your, your woodworking?
6: Boy, I don't know, I'd love, for, I'd love for you to come and see it. Um, I will also say that one of the things that's unique to coming and seeing my furniture along with uh, everyone else's art in the building is that you're gonna see the space that it's made in. So when you come in to see um, a table, um, that table is probably going to be right next to uh, a table saw or the chisels or the hand planes. So you're, uh, that you'll I be used right in the
0: middle of the process.
6: You will see the space and, and uh, you're invited to come in and take a look and ask questions and uh, just have a good time. It'll be easy. Get to know the art. Mm-hmm. It's
0: fun. You, you know, you can go to galleries and you can see the art, but how wonderful it is to get to know the artists that created them and ask them the questions like I've been asking today. Find out the whys and the hows and the what ifs that, that help create the art uh, that they're doing. And in our next segment, we're going to hear more from Rachel Walker, who will be talking about Community organization, working with artists, and the great work that the St. Paul Saints do to support the lower town area. Um, So be listening in for that, and I'm just going to let everyone go around one more time and say where you're from. We just said you were for the Raymond Station.
6: Raymond Station, Midway Triangle Building.
0: All right. And Guillermo? Uh,
2: Schmidt Artist's 900 West 7th Street.
3: Terrific. And Barbara? Barbara Evan, um, 10 uh, ACBR building in the. It's one hundred and six Watertown
0: West, Street in. We, well, sorry, one hundred and six West Water Street in St. Paul, in right Saint down Paul. by the uh, Harriet, Harriet Island. Island. Thank you. And Rachel from the St. Saint Paul Saints, we're in Lower Town. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back after a few short announcements. <laughs> The Spring St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running April 27th, 28th, and 29th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you'll have the chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries. Hosting over 350 artists, up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 34 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for you to own. When you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community with free transit passes. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the Art Crawl. Be sure to get details at the St. Paul art That's the St. Paul art Stages Theatre Company is dedicated to creating a space where diverse opinions, courageous dialogue, and community engagement is not only valued, but vital to our shared artistic and educational success. Stages Theatre Company creates a welcoming home for all. For over 30 years, Stages has supported quality theater programming for children. Stages gives opportunities for youth to be on stage, backstage, in the audience, and in the classroom. Whether you come to see a show, enroll a young person in a workshop, or benefit from their outreach programs in the community, Stages brings art to life. Learn about Stages Theater by going to stagestheater.org and become part of the magic of live theater by taking your family to an amazing show or enrolling someone you love in an education program. Stages Theater Company operates out of the Hopkins Center for the Arts located in Main Street in the heart of downtown Hopkins. For more information on Stages Theater, go to stagestheater.org. That's stagestheater.org. Last night we put on an epic light show. Yeah, we did. The crowd loved us. We love the crowd. Wait, but there were only four people out there. Yeah, but did you see their four faces? All eight of their eyes lit up brighter than ours. <sighs> and we're fireflies. Yeah, we are. Hey, that one girl, she looked like she'd never seen glow in the dark like this before. And we invented glow in the dark.
5: Yeah, we invented it. And
0: we're going to be out here every night rocking out our light show at a forest near you. woo So come check us out. Check us out. And bring your kid All ages show. Oh, but uh, don't bring
4: any of those glass jars because they make us kind of nervous. Yeah,
0: and I'm super claustrophobic. Whether you're rocking their world or they're rocking yours, some memories never fade. Come alive with the forest. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a forest near you. And discover other cool things to do when you go, like fishing, biking, or even camping. Visit discovertheforest.org. See you later. Yeah, see you soon. Brought to you
5: by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
0: with Connections Radio Show with a little bit of Prince under there. We're celebrating Prince this weekend, as well as looking forward to the St. Paul Art Crawl next weekend, April 27th, 28th, 29th. I have four dynamic and wonderful artists that are with me today. I have Barbara Evan. Welcome, Barbara. Hello. Thank you. Does painting and does cool stuff with plastic. And well worth going to ACVR to go see her work on the fourth floor. I have John McClune. Hello. Hello. At Ray- uh, your Raymond Station.
6: Yep, uh, Midway Triangle building, Yep. Yeah?
0: Go see his woodwork. It's absolutely gorgeous. I love your description of the black walnut. Thank you. Will there be black walnut that people can see in your studio? You're
6: going to have to show up and find out. Ooh, um. I will definitely have to do <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have to mention one thing that you were saying during break about how great it is to have kids ask you questions.
6: Yeah, I, I love it when kids uh, come into t- the wood woodshop um, for the simple reason that they will just point at the thing and say, what's that? <laughs> and uh, usually I'll, res- I'll respond and then watch as all the adults pay attention because they were wondering the same thing and just didn't want to ask. Um, uh. So I-, I would like to encourage everyone who's listening to show up, point at anything, and just say, what's that? Ask all the questions uh, that you can come up with. This is something that that we'd love to do, uh, and, you know, as a result, we'd love to talk about it. So you're invited to uh, come in and be curious.
0: And you were saying how nice it is to just ask an artist?
3: Oh, well, I I had a whole list of possible questions you could ask an artist, but I think it boiled down to why don't you ask the artist what kind of questions he would like to be asked, and then that might start something.
0: We have Guillermo, who kicked us off in the first segment. First segment, Guillermo Jordia.
2: Very good, looking. Thank lady. you,
0: thank you. <laughs> who does all kinds of cool little objects. And if you go to the Schmidt Brewery, uh, on what days are you going to be doing the,
2: the, demos? the demos? Saturday and Sunday, okay. 2 and 4 p.m. All,
0: right. all right. And Rachel Walker. Hi. Community. I'm glad to be here. I am so glad you're here, too. Tell me about what does it mean to be a community organizer for artists?
1: Man... Well, um, let me say leading artists is like no other kind of leadership because they will only follow you if they're interested. <laughs> so community organizing with artists means suggesting, hey, let's do something and see who, so you have to see sort who of, jumps in. You have to be sort of a shiny object. <laughs> yes, but it's but you get excellent feedback. People only do what uh, what they're really committed to doing, what they're interested in. So what so. kind of work do you do with the... Uh,
0: organization.
1: Well, um, I'd like to tell you how it started, actually. I f- graduated from college with an art degree close to 20 years ago now. And after I finished, I found myself wondering, you know, how do you start an art career? And what is an art career? And it was, uh, there was no clear path laid out in front of me. So um, I started just working um, Sorry, I got a little distracted by all the people in the window there.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
3: We've got people waving at us.
1: Yeah, so I sat down in my studio and just started drawing and painting. And I ended up with a whole series of questions I didn't expect, like, does art matter in our world? And where do people see it? And I found out that there were a lot of people in my community who didn't realize that they could afford art, um, but who were intimidated by the art scene, by galleries and museums. And I thought, there's this gap here that we need to bridge. If you're going to have a community in your city of working artists who just make a decent living, they need people who can purchase the art and help support um, that kind of career. So I decided to try to come up with ways to make um, the experience of being around art uh, less intimidating, a little bit more fun, and to create these inroads for people who think that they can't access art. Um
0: and them all, that they can. And there's all kinds of price points. I mean I think that's exactly. really important for exactly. everyone to know that you can invest in art at at a variety of right. levels. And if you
1: never step into an art space because it seems uncomfortable or scary to you, you might not get that information. So I started working on curating art shows, creating pop-up art events. And looking for fun, kind of gimmicky ways to help people feel more comfortable around art and artists. And uh, Lower Town ended up being my kind of launch pad. It's where I cut my teeth doing this stuff. Because there was a lot of opportunity there with hundreds of artists um, all living together in the neighborhood. So you had resources. People could just kind of pool expertise and tools, and um, business, small businesses were very supportive. So that's where I started organizing. And because of that, when the St. Saint Paul Saints um, moved into the neighborhood, they uh, did some outreach to the community to figure out how to be good neighbors in this new neighborhood. And eventually, it put me in a position to get a job with them um, organizing an art program because I had already been doing art programming in the neighborhood.
0: What a wonderful partnership! Now you've got you have art that takes place right there at the St. Saint Paul Saints, right? Yes. So you get exhibitions and all kinds of cool things.
1: Yep. I, my job's got a couple different facets, and I, I absolutely love it. One is curating local art, so we do rotating local art exhibits um, in the Securian Club and in the Saints' offices. We also do some a uh, purchase of uh, purchases of original local artwork, and we run a series of art events during the baseball season during the games for fans. So these are free activities where I bring in local artists to do stuff, um, demonstrations and or projects. And um, and the last piece is I get to design special projects during the off season um, for community outreach and recommend um, other community projects that they should sponsor, like the Art Crawl.
0: So tell me about the sponsorship for the Art Crawl.
1: Yes. So the Saints have been sponsoring the Art Crawl for a couple of years now. And they, for many years, did a fundraiser project where they would donate an object. It started with baseballs, and then it progressed to home plates. And these were distributed to artists who painted them, and then they were auctioned off as a fundraiser for the St. Paul Art Collective. Um, this year, the collective decided not to do a fundraiser. So instead, we've opened up our space at CHS Field for some local art events. So we've got a um, the Lower Town uh, Dance Showcase. That's what it's called. The, it's a biannual dance event featuring two studios in Lower Town, um, Kala Vandanam, which is classical southern Indian dance, and Sandero Flamenco.
0: And if you haven't been to the St. Saint Paul Saints the space there is gorgeous. It is. It's beautiful. Such an honoring of the warehouses and wood and steel that they've blended in, but given it a twist. And it's been very inviting. Every time I've gone there, I felt so welcomed. Yes. And in fact,
1: one of the big conversations around the design was that it's not a stadium. It's a park. (laughs) It's for the community. And it's a place um, where people are allowed to come in. And so it's designed so that there's actually a lot of um, open views. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's not supposed to be a building that blocks off the street. You're actually supposed to be able to walk up and see into it. And when you're in the park, you're supposed to be able to see St. Paul. And you can. You can see the beautiful view across the river on the uh, West Side Bluff there. And then.
0: Um, That's East Side. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well, it's a real commitment to the community. Absolutely. And I'm I'm delighted that they have been um, insightful in hiring you to continue the good work in being able to be an art spokesperson and connector uh, and celebrator of the arts and all that you do for both the uh, St. Paul Saints as well as for the Art Collective and the St. Paul Art Crawl. We're coming down to the end of the show. I want to make sure folks know it's April 27th, 28th, and 29th is the Art Crawl. Uh, go to the stpaulartcrawl.org. All the information of all the different places uh, that you can go, things that you can do. You're not going to be able to take it all in. So you're going to have to like figure out that you're going to do in the spring and in the fall, spring and in the fall, until you see all of them. There's so many locations. Um, but go out and do something. Be a supporter of the arts. Buy art um, so that our artists can continue the work that they do. Have a great week.